This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys. Hour three of the Donna and Steve experience on my talk 1071. Everything entertainment, Donna Valentine, Steve Patterson, Mike, the big Zamboni. Here comes a sound to amplify the broadcast. Oh, thank you. Cheers. Thanks. Coke Zero. May the fourth be with you. I'll drink to that. Speaking of, today is Star Wars Day. And as a way to honor... Carrie Fisher, she will posthumously, of course, be presented with a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. That is supposed to happen today. And, oh boy, this is, this is such a, oh, I, my heart always hurts when there's family drama. So, Carrie Fisher's daughter, Billy Lord, uh, did not invite Carrie Fisher's siblings to the ceremony. Right. And so as a result, they had, I believe, talked to TMZ and they this all started a couple of days ago when TMZ reported that Fisher's brother, Todd Fisher, was not invited to see his sister honored with a star. Okay, on on the Walk of Fame, he said, it's heartbreaking and shocking to me that I was intentionally omitted from attending this important legacy event for my sister, Carrie. Uh, then he went on to say, oh, oh, then yesterday, uh, Carrie Fisher's sisters, Jolie and Trisha Lee Fisher released a joint statement posted on, uh, Jolie Fisher's Instagram that confirmed that they were also not invited to attend. They put out a statement and that statement said, for some bizarre misguided reason, our niece, Billy Lord, has chosen not to include us in this epic moment in our sister's career. Um, The fact that her only brother and two sisters were intentionally, deliberately excluded is deeply shocking. Oh, my gosh. So then now Billy Lord basically keeps to she's quiet. She's not like really kind of out there doing interviews. It's very rare. Right. For her to do that. And she honors her mom quietly on anniversaries and birthdays and things like that on Instagram. So then she put out a statement and said, the press release Todd Fisher gave to TMZ and posting Jolie and the posting Jolie Fisher placed on Instagram once again confirms my instincts were right. To be clear, there is no feud. We have no relationship. There was a conscious decision on my part to break a cycle with a way of life I want no part of for myself or my children. Um, Okay. 
so this makes me so sad. And this is all coming from um, days after Billy Lord says that days after Carrie Fisher, her mom died. And then her grandmother, let's not forget, Debbie Reynolds died the very next day. The next day. Which, I mean, just imagine, that's like a serious trauma for a family to have Mm. to experience that much grief in such a condensed period of time. She had said, after they put out these statements, her aunts and uncle, she said, yeah, they're right. Um, And they know why. She basically said... um, Yeah, I didn't invite them, and they know why. Then she said, days after my mom died, her brother and her sister chose to process their grief publicly and capitalize on my mother's death by doing multiple interviews and selling individual books. Here's the the main phrase. For a lot of money. Hmm. With my mom and grandma's deaths as the subject, I found out through the press that they had done this. They never consulted me. They never considered how this would affect our relationship. Though I recognize they have every right, every right to do this, their actions were very hurtful to me at the most difficult time in my life. So it's a matter of how they're dealing with their grief. I mean, they did come back and like there were a couple of memoirs. I think Jolie Fisher wrote one and then Todd Fisher wrote one. And Todd Fisher came back and said, Wait a second here. This wasn't to capitalize. It was a you know a memoir of love and memories and and that type of thing. And he said also Todd Fisher said her father was well aware months in advance of my book which was just paying homage to his mom and his sister. I just I mean it's just so sad when I see this happen. I feel the same way about the Royals. About the Royals. I knew it. I yeah. Knew it. I, it's just that family thing. It's like, why? Life is short. You know, talk to each other. Send a letter. Yeah. You know. So now the attention is going to be, you know, this is happening today. If it hasn't already, I don't know what time these ceremonies take place. In California. But, you know, people are going to be thinking that now. And the moment should be about Carrie Fisher. And what she meant to the world. That is all. That is the. Oh, here's the line. Here's the line, too, from 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 Billy Lord's statement Mm -hmm. that I thought was interesting as well. She said, the truth of my mom's very complicated relationship with her family is only known by me. And those who were actually close to her. And so I'm sure there's a defense that Billy Lord is feeling there as well, where she's thinking, I heard a different story from my mother. Right. About her relationship with you, her siblings. And I don't know if if ever she meant that they were trying to cash in on her success or stuff like that, which then would make the release of a memoir timed appropriately. Right right after their passing to feel like, oh, this is the thing mom told me about. And now this is happening. And I'm 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 hearing about it through the press instead of getting love and cared for from them during this time of loss. Yeah. If you're if you're trying to read into that, but crummy, crummy situation. Crummy. 
I hate it, but I hope a lot of people show up for that. I, I love the timing of it and the fact. And she also said, um, you know, the moment is about Carrie Fisher and all that she accomplished and what she meant to the world. And I'm going to focus on that. And then she signed off with May the 4th be with you. So love it. We have a whole bunch of things that we haven't gotten to. We sure do. Um, I want to tell you one thing about Sherry Shepard. Okay. Former host of The View. And what she did to help one of the newer faces on The View. Tell, I want to know if you think this was a good idea, bad idea. Okay. So we'll talk about that. Uh, we'll get into some other stuff as well. When we come back, it's Donna and Steve on My Talk. Hey, guys. Welcome back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Oh, boy. Yeah, we've got a lot of stuff to get to. Entertainment-wise. Mm, well, I'm just probably had we not burnt three segments in the ten o'clock hour, specifically <laughs> on the merits and or drawbacks of Applebee's. Yep, love it. You can always call us six one one six four one one seven one with any thoughts about Applebee's. Oh my gosh! Or questions about the menu, which Mike will take off air. <laughs> I mean, who called and thought we were at Applebee's? No yeah, do you guys sell alcohol? Okay, yeah, I'm on my way over. All right. <laughs> Sherry Shepard did something that I think is is cool. I want to know your thought on this. Okay. Um, Sunny Hostin. Is it Hostin or Hostin? I don't know. Like Sunny, her. I like her, though. Yeah. Um, who's now a, a member of The View. She said, she was on Sherry Shepard's show. She said to her, I don't know if you remember this, but when I signed my deal sheet, you gave me a call. Um, Shepard, who had co-hosted from 07 to 2014, so so Sunny came in afterward. But she said, I don't know how you got my number. And you were like, I heard you're coming on the show. And I was like, yeah, I'm joining the show. And she said, uh, Sherry Shepard then said to her, did they give you a car stipend? Mm. I was like, No. And I was like, let me get my deal sheet out. And then she said to Sherry, she said, you basically went over your salary for the entire time you were there. And you also gave me Jenny McCarthy's salary. Wow. And then Sherry Shepard went on to say, uh, well, Hostin finished by saying, like, Shepard got me paid. You gave me everyone's salaries. I went back to my agent. I was like, you did not get me enough money. Shepard credited her former View co-host, Rosie O'Donnell, Never heard of her. with giving her the idea to share her salary. She said, Rosie gave me everybody's salaries and hers. Well, that's not And you got to right. pay it forward. You got to stick together. But Rosie shouldn't be sharing other people's salaries. It's one thing to share your own. Right? I would welcome that knowledge from you in this moment as sort of a breakthrough moment that we could do on radio. <laughs> You know, I, I, I'm i not going to lie. It's not like I haven't done that before with other people in the business. Sure. But it's not very often, almost never. I once... Because that could create a lot of tension and problems. Well, it's easier when one person is no longer there. Correct. <laughs> I once called a guy or sent a note to a guy. And I was like, hey, I got a weird question. I'm curious what this position that you had paid. And look, for 
I don't know why I'm talking about this. I don't either, but it's fun. Essentially, at some... I've worked various previous jobs, okay? So you can choose, you know, pick out your dart and see where it lands on the board to see if you're right or not. But I spoke with somebody and w- was trying to figure out what their position was paid. And tell me if you think this is wrong or not. The reason was because I felt the the position that I was involved in at the time was more valuable to the overall parent company than that position. So, But I had a feeling that that position of the guy I was reaching out to was paying more than the position that I was in at the time. Sure. So, so I was trying to figure out, like, okay, basically, are you telling me that so they paid you $5 for that? Because I feel like position to position, I should get $7. Oh, interesting. So I was trying to use it as a reference point for, you know, information is power. The most powerful thing you can get in a negotiation is, well, maybe two things. Information and inability slash willingness to just walk away. Correct. And say, oh, I could do I could do a year off. I could do six yeah. months off. Yeah, sure. That Those are the things that give you real leverage. And so in this case, with Sunny Hostin of The View, she got information. She she wanted the job. That was a great opportunity. And she got info from Sherry Shepard that was really meaningful. Um, I have a comment about that. I look forward to hearing it. I don't know that I'd be saying that on the air at the place I work who I use that information to leverage. Right? Do they work together? Well, Sherry and Sonny I mean, don't. But Sonny uh, still but, works for ABC. That's what I meant. They work doing the same thing because Sherry Shepard has her own show now, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just don't know that I would be saying to you right now, hey, Steve, thank you for telling me how much you make because that really helped me in my negotiations with my boss here at the place where I'm broadcasting as we speak. Right. It just seems a little careless to me, but I'm all about safeguarding things. And Yeah, I, I bet it would be okay for her because she's already got the deal. She's already there. You know, but I think it's every contract is important, but your first one, there's an importance to it, right? You yeah. sort of set the standard for what I'm going to do, what am I okay with? Because you're usually not going to get what you're happy with. Right. But there are also ways to meet in the middle. Sure. Oh, absolutely. Like, we'll give you something on the back end of this, or Mm -hmm. you'll benefit from this, or we can guarantee you that, or we'll give you an extra week vacation. Right. There are ways to kind of get And you have to figure out in a negotiation, to your point, what do you value most? Your time. Because I always say, like, let's say, let's say they, whatever job you're working... They give you a $5,000 raise, okay? And you're like, you know what? I'm going to go in, and I really want that $5,000 raise. Sure. But then if you divide the $5,000 by 26, Mike, I can't find my calculator. Can you do that math for me? Divide $5,000 by 26. So you're going, what, 26 weeks? 26 pay periods. Every two weeks you're getting paid. Okay. So $5,000 divided by 26 equals 192 okay so that's 192 dollar difference on your paycheck now let's take taxes into that okay so now let's just call it 50 bucks 
let's say <laughs> let's let's take you down to like you know one hundred and twenty dollars, one hundred and twenty five dollars per paycheck. Mm-hmm. And I get it; every dollar matters. I'm not suggesting that it doesn't, but sometimes the number of a of a financial raise doesn't hit the same where where's you're still working the same so you have to figure out what do you value where are you in your life do you value time do you value flexibility do you value money because you're like no I'm, I'm on a savings mission right now every dollar i'm gonna put to work right but you got to figure that out going right. in right you're not going to bring that up during a negotiation nobody cares if how many bills you have to pay or that you've got this extra whatever that's irrelevant when you're negotiating with an employer, they they don't care. Not that they don't care, but what's important is why do you deserve more money here working for me? Yeah, as opposed to they just raised rent. Yeah, not know. not their They're issue. Like, That's a different business. I'm not your landlord. Totally. Yeah, you got to sort of operate within what do you do? How do you contribute to the business? What right. value do you bring? Now, having said all that, how much you make? <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be fun? What if we had to flip a coin? If we were, if we just said, all right, we're both going to make what the other person makes, but we're going to flip a coin, and if it's heads, we make what Donna makes. If it's tails, we make what Stevie oh, Boy makes. Oh, that's fun. I but I don't know if it's fun. It would because then we would one of us would come down and one of us would go up, and we don't know who is whom, right. unless you as a female trailblazer on these live airwaves. Tear down. You know, there's going to be a manager who busts into the studio right now. Ah, I know. Hey, That's hey, why I locked hey, the door. Down. Go back to Applebee's talk. <laughs> We're just speaking in general terms general about terms. employers and employees. Listen, yeah. there's a strike going on in Hollywood. Oh, did we just threaten a strike? No, we don't have a union. Okay. All right. I don't know that we could strike without a union, could we? No, we'd probably be like financially liable or something. Yeah. And we'd probably be let go immediately. Thank you. <laughs> you think Matt Belanger, he, he's the one, he keeps sending me texts, hey, you should strike. The writers are doing it. He wants my job. Oh, totally. It's so funny, Steve. We got an email. I don't know if you saw the email, but it was from a listener who said, do you think Mark and Kelly are doing the same thing that you and Steve do with Matt Belanger about, you know, being super thirsty to come in and you know wait a minute wait a minute and i said oh a hundred percent so that means that i am as matt belanger is to our show i am to live with kelly and mark correct son of a gun i once said to gelman on the phone i said look i didn't want to even send you this text because i didn't want to come across as thirsty or be perceived as the guy who's thirsty and he cut me off and he said oh don't worry you are (laughs) by the way remember that fake news story yesterday about some fans saying that they why isn't it live all this, by the way? Um, there was just an article out this morning that apparently their ratings are like booming. That's great. With Mark Consuelos there. Because he's nice to look at. Donna! And he's smart and a great conversationalist. I, I feel like did. Mark and I always get sexualized. Ha! <laughs> huh? Yeah, I know. That's unfortunate. I'm sorry, Steve. I'm leaving. Uh, Rocco's coming in next. Don't leave. Rocco for MNFatLoss.com, a weight loss plan that has helped me lose about 25 pounds and counting. That's right. I'm losing about a pound a day and I'm doing it. uh, I'm not even exercising. Uh, I'm eating foods I love. I just had steak and asparagus and some barbecue sauce and some fresh fruit for lunch. That sounds good, right? I'm not eating prepackaged meals. I'm not counting calories. 
I'm not counting points. Uh, I didn't do hypnosis or surgery. I'm eating foods I like. I'm following the program at mnfatloss.com. There's a doctor and his team guiding me along the way, answering questions, uh, giving me encouragement, telling me when I need to drink more water. Thank you, mnfatloss.com, for that. This could be you, too. Uh, I want you to go to that website, mnfatloss.com. Lose up to a pound a day. Results may vary. Final stretch of the Donna and Steve show on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. A couple of emails came in, Steve, and I would just like to update you. Earlier today, you were um, wondering if a gale that called in was the gale who said she would stop listening to us if you kept playing. Search Bar Showdown. Search Bar Showdown. And then Gail uncorked a whole can of worms there because everybody else was like, yes, Gail, thank you for saying what we were thinking yes and i responded to gail's email with bye bye and then she was like you lost a listener yeah and i was like thanks what did i do so anyway (laughs) uh her name is rita really remember rita yep now i do (laughs) so one of our listeners remembered that the person's name was rita you bet well you could understand the confusion four letters and all Oh, sure, if you say so. Um, Also, remember how I was saying that TV shows look dark these days? Yes. I'm not alone. Selena says, uh, as an early 30-year-old, I will agree. So many shows are now so dark with the lighting. I stopped watching Grey's Anatomy in 2015 because the show was constantly just so poorly lit. I wonder if also... There could be, yeah, I think it's true sometimes. I do think it's true sometimes. There also could be the uh, setting settings on, on your, your TV. television. Yeah. Because yeah. if you set it to movie or cinema, they are expecting you to darken your whole room like you would if you were in a theater. Mm-hmm. And I hate that. I like watching vivid or like, like I want it popping off of the screen. But there are some settings. Standard is sometimes even a little, little dimmer than I prefer. Okay. The description for hour two of our podcast, if you do listen on demand, reads, Donna has thoughts on the new Ed Sheeran docuseries. A conversation about the highest paid athletes somehow turns into a deep dive on Applebee's, and we play the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. Now, who wouldn't click on that? I don't even know if anyone is reading the descriptions. They're just clicking. Can you have ChatGPT write those for us? You know, maybe tomorrow... You can talk about the story where they tried to get AI to write a scene in, was it Friends? 30 Rock. 30 Rock, thank you. And it was kind of about them striking, too. Right. Write a 30 Rock scene about some of the writers going on strike. It was fine. It was like a C-plus is what they're saying. Yeah. There's some dialogue. Maybe you guys can act it out. How about maybe you don't tell me what to do when okay. you're gone? Because that's the day that I get to sit in the big chair. They let me sit up in the front seat in the car. And I do also. I mess with all the knobs and stuff. It's very exciting. Miss Shannon's going to be joining me tomorrow because it's Vegas Eve for Donna. Donna, what do you want to tell us about your Vegas trip? Um, I'm going to Vegas today. Thank nice. you. And I shall be laying by the pool. Please Ooh. do not come look for me. <laughs> I will be in head to toe scuba gear. <laughs> Hopefully under Flippers. a cabana. Oh please! With guys... a big floppy hat. Socks. Now the flippers. I'll do the flippers. Because if you do want to get in, 
You're not in there to lounge. You're in there to make some good time across the pool. You damn right. Got the full face goggles. <laughs> totally. I got a tank on my bag. The whole works. <laughs> that's how I roll. Anyway, um, that's all. Kentucky Derby. Maybe we'll do a little bit of that. Maybe watch a little bit of the King's Coronation on Saturday. Thank you. I'll okay. miss ya. I'll be back Monday. Don't worry. Oh, nice. Thanks. You driving? Man. Not driving. Nice. Flying. Very cool. Air travel. Can I go now? A few more minutes. Oh, Let's. Uh, right. Let me wait. Let me tell you something. Before we call Brian and find out what the soup of the day is, um, we mentioned Thirty Rock. There, Tracy Morgan is going to be joining season two of a show that I enjoyed season one of, but I had no idea that they were plotting a season two. The Santa Clauses. What is that? That's the TV Disney Plus series spinoff of the Santa Claus movies with Tim Allen. And the series was quite good. It was like cute. It was fun. It was sort of modern, self-deprecating, self-aware. You did. I... You're just forgetting now. That's okay. There's a lot. I thought there was like maybe a sequel to the Santa Claus. Maybe there were I two sequels that came out okay. years ago, and then Tim Allen teamed up with some old cast members, and it was it was cool. So the Santa Clauses is now been picked up for season two, and Tracy Morgan is going to be uh, in a cameo. I have a confession. All righty. Not a fan. Do you mean of Santa? Do you mean of <laughs> the Santa Claus franchise, of Tim Allen, of Tracy Morgan? What do you mean? I'm not a big fan of Tracy Morgan's. His humor just doesn't resonate with me. What about when he used to be Brian Fellows on SNL? I'm Brian Fellows. <laughs> he just kept repeating that. He like was a zoo worker. You would have liked that. Yeah, I could see the outfit and the hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, no. No. Let's call the cafeteria. No. Yes. Okay, let's do it. down for moose soup after. It's always a surprise. Oh, no, it's back and cheese. It's always a surprise. Oh, no, it can be. Soup is for your mouth. <laughs> You talk to him. Did you see him this morning? Is he happy? I did not see him this morning. Thursday. Mm. Thursday, Thursday. Hope it's Thursday. Cafeteria, please leave a message. Hang up. Please leave a message at the time. No, just Just forget it. Goodbye. Wow. Donna, you going to play the slots at the Vegas airport? Oh, you know I am. Woo! I mean, they got slots everywhere in Vegas. Oh, yeah. You know what I really want to play? War. <laughs> they have it. They do, but only at a few casinos, and they're very, very far apart. Are they the ones, like, at the on the old, uh, what, what's it called? Not the, what, old, not old Vegas, old, not down yeah. there. Um, what's the name of that street? It's called... Friedman Street. There Friedman you go. Street, that's it. No, but it's on the strip somewhere. It's like an Irish name. I can't C- remember. Casino War has actually played at Aria, Cosmo, Wait. also Aria. Paris, Planet Hollywood, and Wynn now. <gasps> oh, there's a lot of places that play Casino War. Okay, this is good. This mm-hmm. is good. That's what Wonderful. I'm playing. Thank you. I don't have to go anywhere. This Woo! is great, Donna. Thank you. Hey, go check out the sphere while you're there. Take a picture of it. Okay. I'm putting it on the list. Sphere. The first Sega has the longest lifespan of any video game console. Random. 
The Sega Master System came out in 1986. It is still being produced in Brazil by a company that bought the rights. They even make new games for it. That's beautiful. Sega! You do that voice very well. I, and I don't even know anything about the gaming console or anything. You could have had a VO career. Thanks, man. You're welcome. I'm still available. <laughs> <laughs> I'm connect you with Herb. My Thank manager. you. Yeah, he'll have me like, hi, welcome to McDonald's. Can I take your order? <laughs> Irv, that's not what I meant by voiceovers. Damn it. Donna will be back on Monday. Uh, we hope you tune in tomorrow for the Don and Steve Experience featuring Miss Shannon. The Adventures of Bradley and Don next. Loja after that. Bye now. Bye. Hey, it's Rocco for Crescent Tide Cremation Services. My mom, she's still around. Saw her last night at my kid's soccer game. But she has made plans with Crescent Tide for when it is her time. Uh, because a uh, couple reasons. She's never wanted a big, fancy, expensive funeral. Uh, she likes to do things her way. And she likes uh, making things easy on her kids. So she went in and prepaid, pre-planned for a simple cremation. Uh, they start at just $800 there. So if that sounds like something maybe you'd want to uh, do for your family, or maybe you have an aging parent, and you're like, hey, you know, what the heck? That didn't, I don't know why that uh, fired up, but it did. Uh, I'll keep talking about Crescent Tide for a second. Um, I'm going to go back to this and say they like to keep things simple, transparent, and affordable. Lisa and Verlin over there. Check them out today, crescenttide.com.